Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. And I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And welcome back to the second episode of the second season of Through Faith. And we're so excited that you decided to join us today and give us a listen. We're so thankful for that. Um, Today we're going to be talking about how to get through a breakup, as you've seen um, in the title. This one is a topic that we wanted to talk about for a while because it's something that until I guess you experience it, you don't know the impact of it and how and the severity of it and how hard it can be. And so, um, Manali and I have learned through our own experiences how to kind of get through a breakup well and to um, kind of get back up on your feet and feeling confident in yourself again and feeling confident in your faith again. So we've come up with a few steps that we feel can help somebody to get through a breakup. Um, but if you've never joined us before, like I said, we're through faith and Manali and I are two best friends and we are in college and we've kind of grown up together and we've gone through a lot of the same seasons of life. And so we're just here, not as professionals or anything like that, but we're simply experiencing it. I said that really weird. (laughs) We're simply experiencing it with you guys. So, um, I'll let Manali kind of give you like a rundown of like kind of our past episodes and the past seasons and everything like that? So, um, for our first season, we had um, eight episodes. Most of them were dating. I think we had two or three that weren't necessarily focused. And you guys didn't listen to those as much. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not what we base it on, but it does matter. So, we were like, well, maybe we should stick to just the relationship topics. Yes. So that was season one, and season two we plan on focusing more on dating and relationship advice and how to apply your faith to the relationships that you're in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited for some things that are coming up in season two, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with our question of the week because it's back. And we struggled just as much finding this question as we did in season one, if you've listened to any of those and us struggling to try to find a question of the week. But today's question of the week is, what movie was so sad that you'll never watch it again? And me and Manali did not discuss our answers before this at all. Nope. But I don't know. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Mine would be um, either Where the Red Fern Grows... Or A Dog's Journey. What is Where the Red... What is that? It's, Isn't that a book we read? Yeah, but it's a movie, too. It's a movie? Yes, it's so sad. Where the... What is that about? It's about this little boy, and he gets two hunting dogs, like coon <gasps> dogs. Yeah, I know. I read that as, like, a short story, though, in, like, the ninth grade. A short story? Yeah. That's so sad. It was, like, a short it's story. It's the saddest book ever. And movie. I didn't know that they made that into a movie. I've also mm-hmm. never seen A Dog's Journey. It's so I've bad. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. But my movie is My Dog Skip. So I like how both of ours are dog movies because they're so <laughs> the sad. <laughs> they're so sad. No, My Dog Skip is like, it's a really good movie. Like, it honestly really is. But it is so sad. 
like, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for anybody, but I'm sure you can kind of guess what happens at the end. <laughs> but, like, the process of the movie is so sad to the point, like, I cry every time I watch it, and then it just makes me, like, look at my dog, and I get depressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, one day, like, my dog is gonna die, and that makes me so sad. Like, I don't even want to watch the movie. Like, I just want to, like, cry and give my dog a hug. Like, I don't even want to watch it. Dog so, if that's an option, like, I'm not watching it. I'm like, I'm just gonna not, no. Is that the one with the border collie in it? Or is it, uh, I don't, I can't remember. I no, don't, I've never it's seen a, that it's one. not a border collie. I don't know the, the breed of it. It's not that, oh. though. It's a, it has that, um, has Willie Morris in it. I don't know who that is. It's, a, <laughs> it's an older movie. It's like. I know it's older. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. Look it up. It's a super, it's a super cute movie. Yeah. Oh. Haven't you seen that? No. I'm pretty sure I made you watch that at my house. Like, I'm almost positive. Like, when you we were younger. You honestly might have. I just... Actually, I think you did. Because I remember yeah. you making me watch this now. I'm seeing this little boy. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, the saddest part, like, he gets mad at his dog. Yeah, And the I dog runs away. This. It's so sad, y'all. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers here. <laughs> yeah. I need Kevin to put, Bacon's like, a warning, like spoiler <laughs> movie spoiler trigger warning we spoil movies <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's our that's our sad movies though probably will never watch that unless i'm forced to so yep. yeah um but anyway so that was our question of the week um and i guess we'll just go ahead and get right into the episode if we don't have anything else to announce or anything like that okay so like i said earlier we're talking about how to get through a breakup um we thought about doing a separate episode on like let's say you're in a position to where you have to do the breaking up well that's a whole completely different like topic I guess and takes a kind of a whole different mindset and stuff and actions but we're gonna talk about how you can get your emotions back stable because we know when breakups happen that your emotions are everywhere Um, how to get back firm in your faith and build that relationship with God back in your life. Um, and then simply just how to get over that person. I mean, because all of that is hard. And if you've been through it, you know, it's hard. It's a different kind of pain. It's a different kind of feeling. Manali and I were talking about that last night. Like it's almost that like kind of gut wrenching kind of pain. If you know, if you've ever been through that. But yeah, so I guess we can just, you want to start with step one? Yeah. So the first step that we have is feel your emotions. And we gave kind of a timeline that is tentative depending on the severity of the breakup. Yeah, we're not telling you. (laughs) Okay, it's subjective. Right, Right. it is very subjective. Subjective. (laughs) Subjective. Either one. (laughs) (laughs) But we said it'd take about two weeks, like you need to take about two weeks to feel your emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, do you want to yeah. give your so, first point on that? So, that's, like, you know, as soon as it happens, you're almost, you go through, like, what do they call it? Like, the five, is it the five stages? Five stages of grief. Yeah, five stages of grief. Like, for real. Like, you do kind of, some people go through that. I went through that. Manali went through that. Um, and as soon as it happens, like, you know, you're kind of, like, in denial. And, like, you're kind of doing what you can to fix it and make things go back to how they were. You're like, wait, no, no, no. If I can just go back to this, like this didn't happen, like, let's move back, like, I just want things to go back to how it was, and, like, you're just kind of, like, denying that, you know, it's over, and it's done, and that's, like, the hardest thing to process, um, 
And during this time, if you, I'm just going to be real honest, if you have contact with your now ex in any way, you're not going to get over them because all of that hurt, the memories that you had, literally everything good or bad that you have with them will always stick around with you until you in some way, shape, or form cut that off. Um, I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Like, Yeah, definitely. So. I mean, deleting social media is a way to do that. And in some places, like, some people are like, well, I don't want to be rude. Like, I, I feel like that's dramatic. But, like, you have to do what helps you heal. And honestly, the faster you do that, then the faster you're going to heal, honestly. But feeling your emotions, like, it is okay to just be vulnerable. And um, it's not a sign of weakness. It's not anything like that. And that can be a common misconception. But it's okay feel your emotions and like we said I feel like that's a good like two week ish mark but that like we're not telling you that's tentative like Manali said but yeah if you want to do you have anything else to say about that one no I think you got it all you can do the next one okay so for step two we have um give yourself a break from social media and block x if necessary yeah so we just uh, we have like bullet points that we're reading off of. So some of these might seem like really blunt, and we don't need to, we don't mean them to be like that. Um, but yeah, we kind of already mentioned this. Like, give yourself a break from social media. Like, cut off that contact because one, if you don't block them, then you are gonna like deal with that temptation of wanting to text them because that line of communication is open, and. If that line of communication is broken, then it's a lot easier to, I mean, because you can't text them, you can't call them. And I mean, at some point or another, you're going to come to a point to where you don't even feel the need or desire to even want to do that anymore. But that takes time. And that's just part of the healing process. It just, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in the first part where we had mentioned like giving yourself a break from social media, Hannah had mentioned this in the first part of her answer or yeah her answer and we've also talked about this on the first episode of this season but the reason that we say and that we talk about like giving yourself a break from social media because it I mean social media in general impacts your emotions and just like any kind of healing process whether that's like grief of a death of a loved one or Mm -hmm. relationships because people post whatever they want and you're going to see other people's relationships and that's just not going to help you move forward any better quicker than if you didn't have social media Mm -hmm. and social media can be used as kind of like a weapon in that way too because there's one person like oh I'm gonna post this so so and so sees this and Mm -hmm. he or she can get jealous or oh they can see that I've moved on but the thing is, is if you care about that you're nowhere near the point of being over them and if you're like you have to you have to want to get over them first and foremost i mean if you are still stuck in that cycle of just going back to them like there's deeper issues of that and at that point that that person has just become an idol and that is part of why a breakup is so hard i feel like is because mm-hmm. you put that person i mean it's going to be hard regardless we're humans we have feelings and emotions and we get attached to people but when you idolize someone and maybe it got to the point to where you weren't as firm in your faith as maybe you should have been or that you wanted or it wasn't as strong as you wanted it to be then it is going to be harder because I mean that's that's that became your idol that person 
So mm-hmm. when an idol is taken away from you, you feel broken. You feel lost. You don't know what to do without that person, place, or thing. Like, you don't know what to do. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. The last thing I'll. Oh, if yeah. we want to make it the last thing about this one. Um, so we made this one about two weeks as well. Not, don't keep your block, your ex blocked for two weeks. I think that might want to, you might want to keep that as long as you feel necessary. Mm-hmm. But in terms of um, taking a break from social media, that's about two weeks, I think, just to give yourself enough time to really feel your emotions. But also during these first two weeks, it's really easy to lean on God because he is closest to the brokenhearted. And mm-hmm. this is probably the most broken you'll be in your healing process. Especially mm-hmm. if you initially cut off your ex and you don't keep going back, this will be the most broken and hurt that you will feel. And so it, during this time, it's the easiest time for you to be able to really lean on God and feel him heal you day by day. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching <laughs> feeling will become like almost numb and non-existent as you lean more on God. Because there are different things that you can fall back into, which leads us into... Yeah. Step three. No, yeah, that's that's very true. It's like a like she said, it's it's it doesn't seem like it would be easy to go back or I guess you'd say like to go back to God to lean on him. But it when you are this hurt and this brokenhearted, it feels like God is all you have and that's all you need right then mm-hmm. and there. And honestly, like that was the best thing to ever happen to me because when I was at my lowest, that was really when like my firm foundation with God like really got reestablished and I really understood what it meant to not put all of yourself into a person or into a thing to make it become your idol because God is all he's all you have right then and that's all you need but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it for that one but so moving on to step three um we put reestablish your standards without falling back into old habits or people yeah so this is like kind of after that that last two week period of like you know blocking them or social media you know but this is kind of you know you kind of feel lost and you need to reevaluate you need to figure out like it's okay to think back on the relationship and during a time like this you don't have we talked me and Manali talked about this last night like those love goggles on which is like Anything they say or do doesn't matter because you're so convinced that you love them and that you're never going to break up. Well, now those have, it has forced you to take those love goggles off. And now you can see that person or that relationship for what it really was. And that's when you do your reevaluating. You need to see, well, what did I like in this relationship and what did I not like in this relationship? And take those things into account and establish some standards for the next person that you date. And I'm not saying like unrealistic standards. Like don't be like making yes, jabs. At, yeah. <laughs> or making jabs at your ex. Well, he has to do this and this and this. And like, you know, it's, and that's a whole other thing in itself is you can't bring all of those past hurts onto that like new person that you date. But that comes way, way later, depending on your situation and what it was like and everything. Um, But like I said, it's easy to fall fall back into old habits or people because during this time period, it's very likely that this person, like that ex, is very likely to reach out. And um, from personal experience, uh, that does not go well. And it really causes you to just go right back to where you were before. And almost nine times out of ten, 
like getting back together with somebody is never going to work. And I hope that people listening can believe that because I experienced it myself and it's, it's never going to go back to how it was ever. And it's not going to get better, most likely. I'm not saying every situation, but I think it can be unfortunate because I see a lot of things on social media that are like, uh, right person, wrong time. And me and Manali have kind of our own opinions on that, but, um, you're entitled to how you feel about that. But I'm just saying that's hardly ever the case is that you can come back to somebody, especially in such little time as within a few weeks, and they're not going to be a changed person and just it's not going to be better than it was before, unfortunately. So, yeah. um, and even after that, like you can kind of go back and see, well, the relationship was never good to begin with because I, like I did that, mm-hmm. you know, Sorry. I was like, what went wrong? Like what happened? But I look back, I was like, that didn't you know, that wasn't a good relationship to start out with. And, you know, it just takes reevaluating. Yeah, because, um, like, I always call them love goggles because, you know, love is a blinding thing. It is, it's meant to be a good thing, but unfortunately it can be blinding as well, and that's why love is not the only thing a relationship needs to be built upon. Um, But part of what we also talked about last night was reestablish, like, with reestablishing your standards is, it is a very common habit for people to um, fill their life with a bunch of, like, if I was single right now, like, I would fill my life with a bunch of other guys just to kind of numb out the mm. pain of losing my boyfriend or whatever. Um, that's a very common habit. And by establishing those standards, you know what you want and what you don't want. And a lot of times the guys that you're, or girls, if you're a guy, that you're filling your life with after a relationship are not ever, or not ever, but they're not going to measure up to the standards Mm -hmm. that you should have established at this stage of healing. Yeah. And they're like, that just comes with being single in the right way. Um, Because like Manali was saying, like, as soon as you break up, like, everybody's like, oh, like, go do this, like, have the time of your life, like, you know, go drink, go party, go add all these guys or girls on Snapchat. That is, like, the most unfulfilling thing, I think, anybody, any, like, that's the worst advice I feel like you can give somebody in that situation, because you're, it's going to take you a lot longer to heal, and you're never going to properly heal in that way. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to start at step one and feel your emotions, without covering it up and drowning it out with any outside things. Yeah. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not going to work out. <laughs> it's not going to allow you to heal properly. I also wanted to add in something that um, I learned from, I think it was a, a podcast or something, because unfortunately with our world today, um, you know, people... I mean, I know everybody has their own opinions on, like, how girls or guys should dress and what's modest and what's not and, you know, whatever. Um, But I was listening to a podcast one time and because I never really saw anything wrong with it. And I really hope this isn't taken in the wrong way of me telling you that what you're doing or what you're posting on social media is wrong. However, um, I know girls, especially like if we're like posting pictures like in our swimsuits or something like, you know, harmless or whatever, um... But when I was single, I was specifically posting that for, like, a specific, like, you want people to notice you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I posted, like, something, like, in my swimsuit, and, um, 
like obviously you're gonna get attention from the wrong type of other single people and I would like to reiterate that like this podcast was saying she said something like um whatever like you're putting out there if you attracted somebody like from that post alone you're already starting off on the wrong foot like you're already starting off on somebody who's never gonna like you or love you like emotionally because Mm -hmm. they only were noticing like that physical trait about you um but like that's not to say like oh don't go post swimsuit pictures on social media uh no because like I like have before and like I have but like it was because my intentions behind it were wrong is what I'm saying so I'm like reevaluate what your intentions are and understand that what like stuff you post and stuff you put out there like matters you know and it depend and that's really going to depend on who you attract especially online but mm-hmm. yeah I just wanted to like reiterate that there was a quote I had heard one time that kind of goes with that and it was like mm-hmm. Like, negative energy attracts, like, the wrong kind of people, like you had said. Mm-hmm. But, um, also, I don't know why this was, like, a thought that I had whenever I was, like, learning how to deal with myself whenever I was single. But, like, this is what kind of came, what I came to terms with whenever I was in a spot of, like, um, just drowning all the hurt out with, like, other people was, um... That I'm never going to meet who God has for me, like, over Snapchat or Instagram. And I don't know, like, that is probably not true across the board. But, like, I just feel like if God's going to send somebody that I'm supposed to be with, he's not going to send them over social media. I mean, I think everything, like, it it really depends on, like, the situation. But I think is what, like, maybe what you're meaning is, like, those Snapchat streaks you have with however many guys... I like she say I doubt that's the one that like yeah, one of the yeah I doubt that's, that's the one that like God has for you you know the guy that only says hello good morning and good night or yeah. you up or <laughs> something like that like those are usually not the man that God has for you but you also have to establish um are you searching for the man that God has for you if not it's going to end in multiple sometimes failed relationships mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah, that was a long step. <laughs> it was a long step. Um, okay. Uh, do, did you want to add anything else? No. no okay. So. Moving on to the last step we have, step four. Okay, so for step four, we have keeping busy, getting involved, and finding a purposeful community. Mm-hmm. And um, I think once you get past the part of, like, realizing what's wrong or what went wrong with the relationship and what you're going to start searching for whenever you feel like God's calling you out of that season of healing and waiting – um, there's a way to spend that time mm-hmm. and there's a productive way of spending that time where you're growing your faith with God and getting closer to him and serving people, um, while doing that. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I know whenever I first became single, um, uh, I was not like spending my time wisely and wasn't making it a productive season of waiting and uh, really sulked in my isolation. Yeah. And um, people don't realize how dangerous that can be because the devil is very quick to attack you when mm, you get into... You're most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you, especially if you don't have your faith on track to begin with because for the first couple of months, I did not. It took me a while to get back to where I needed to be. And so anytime that I was alone, I was uh, getting to a spot of insecurity and doubt in the relationship that I had just gotten out of, even though I knew everything that was wrong with it was wrong. Yeah, I think that that's actually one of the most 
crucial steps. It's the final step, but it's probably the most crucial too because it's really going to depend on what your life is kind of, or your relationship or love life, whatever you want to call it, is going to look like from here on out based off of how you decided to heal. Um, and like Manali was saying, like how you spend, if you want to call it a waiting season, whatever you want to call it, we've got a whole episode on that. And we really, really recommend that you go listen to that. I actually think that's like our most listened to episode still. It was our first mm-hmm. episode and it's still our most listened to. But really go listen to that because we have some ideas in there that I don't think people might really think of. Um, but anyways, I think, um, you know, sulking and sleeping in your bed all the time. Um, you know, sure, that comes with part of feeling your emotions like in after a breakup. But after you get past that part, you have to start healing. And that's also, which I'm guilty of this too, but like listening to sad music, like you don't realize it, but that's like weighing you down too because it's getting you back into those old emotions and feelings of sadness, loneliness. And I agree, I get like music is great at times and stuff, but fill it like with like worship music or music that's going to make you feel good. And I'm not saying like, don't ever listen to sad music, only listen to happy music. Like, no, like I still listen, like I've listened to that Adele song. Like I don't even know how many times. <laughs> Easy on me. It's a good song. But sitting there repeatedly listening to only sad music or somber songs or, you know, laying in bed all the time, like that's not going to be good for your healing. You got to get up and go do something. Like whether it's with friends, like, you know, you might need to restore some friendships and stuff that maybe you weren't able to have whenever you were in a relationship um, or that maybe you cut off or whatever. Um, Like go serve in your church or go serve in your community. And if you don't know how to do that, then pray for that. And God's going to give you those opportunities. Um, But you have to pray for that. And then I'm serious when I say this, Once you come to that season of accepting that you're in a waiting or that you're in this new season of life is like, is how I like to look at that instead of calling it a waiting season, this new season of life, this different chapter, once you realize that, I'm not even kidding when I say that's when your biggest blessings are going to come because you finally understood what God has planned out for you. Not completely, But you understood why that chapter has closed and what's to come. You're actually looking forward for what God has in store for you. Yeah, I agree. Also, back to, like, keeping busy and getting involved and, like, Mm -hmm. purposeful community and everything. Um, To make sure that you, like, kind of check your heart with your intentions behind it and make sure, like, you're doing it with the right kind of heart going into it because I know... Like, you hear a lot of people, especially if you start getting back involved with church and everything, like, some people misinterpret it for, like, finding a cute guy. Oh, yeah. You know, um, or getting involved with the wrong kind of people. Like, you want to make sure the community and, like, people you're getting involved with are going to invest in you as you invest in them. Mm -hmm. Because I know Hannah, Hannah was my community for a long time, or is still my community, and um, being able to invest in her and go to her with... Um, like struggles and like shame that I was dealing with I knew that she would be able to lift me up and I would be able to do the same for her if she ever needed to have a pick me up and just a reminder of what God says is true especially Mm -hmm. if you're um, in that like moment of isolation because also I meant to say this too there's a difference between being alone and being isolated 
Yeah. And I think this is something we talked about. We talked about this a long time ago. It might have been something we talked about at church or something. Or maybe I read about it. I don't know. But being alone is like, you know. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being alone. After um, I had gotten out of a relationship, I had two weeks of quarantine where I was alone. And that was... (laughs) literally. That was during a pandemic. Oh, I, I feel for her. Me and Manali, like, we tried everything. Like, I literally sat on her porch and we had our chairs spread out six feet apart, like, over six feet apart, just so we could, like, I could help her get through it. Like, because she had helped me when I went through my hard season. Like, as soon as it happened, she came to my house uplifted Mm -hmm. me encouraged me and then when it happened to her I could do the same thing with her regardless of our circumstances we sat those chairs on the opposite ends of the porch and we talked it out uplifted and encouraged her but yeah like she was saying like being alone is good because you know what that feeling of being alone is so temporary and I'm not saying like that's because that's going to be fulfilled when the next relationship comes no that's a totally different area that doesn't just go away that feeling of loneliness goes away when you're in that feeling of being alone with God and that's all you have and you have to reestablish that relationship with God really talk to him and everything else will fall into place like the purposeful community getting involved serving like all of that is going to fall into place Mm -hmm. agreed yeah do you have anything else to say about that Mm -mm. no okay Well, that is all we have for today, and I think this episode is actually, like, a little bit shorter than what we're kind of used to, but um, we took a lot of planning into this episode, and we really went through certain points, so we weren't just kind of, like, rambling about certain stuff. We really wanted to stay on track with some points, Um, and yeah, we're pre-recording, actually, right now. We feel on top of things, more productive, so this is actually going to release a week from when we're actually recording it. Um, but we actually have a really exciting episode that we're going to record next Friday, and you guys are going to be introduced to our boyfriends, um, and that's going to be a really fun episode, I think. It's got, it's a good topic that we have figured out, if we can get the guys to cooperate, and <laughs> hopefully all goes well. So, um, yeah, that's about it that I have for... I guess, like, to look forward to or anything. Do you have anything else to add? No. No? Okay. Well, we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode or that you found it useful in any way, shape, or form. And as always, we're here for you guys. Um, the, the quickest way to reach us is through Instagram DM. We respond to those, if not immediately, at least within, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, we still have an email, and all of that is going to be linked in the description below. But that's all we have for today. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.